Hello, and welcome to the Solid Ground Podcast, a chance for you to hear from leaders across century and subject matter experts about issues that impact all of us. Have you mastered the balancing act of work and home life? This episode, we'll revisit work-life balance as many on our team face ambiguity about the future. Families are dealing with hybrid school schedules, competing narratives on how we're supposed to feel, all topped off by some understandable stir-craziness. We start with talent specialist Gail Elborn in conversation with our own Margaret Davis, Director of Fleet Administration, and Corey Horde, Director of Business Processes. Hear how they found balance, and sometimes a lack thereof, between their families and work lives. Then, Gail will speak with Director of Benefits and Payroll, Josie Cummings, about the Employee Assistance Program and other ways Century is assisting our team members. Working remotely has had its challenges, especially when it comes to maintaining balance. Not only do we have to adjust to working to a new environment, we have to now share space and technology while some of us also have to homeschool as well. Joining us today is Margaret Davis, Director of Compliance and Fleet Administration, and Corey Horde, Director of Business Process. Let's hear how they are finding balance and addressing some of these issues that many are facing today. Welcome, ladies. It's great to have you both here. Thank you, Gail. So, Margaret, what is your secret, if there is one, to balancing work and your personal life during the workday? You know, like many employees who work from home now, I really had to take the time to retrain myself to step away at the end of the day. Um, I have my desk and my computer set up in my home shift office. (laughs) But at the end of the day, being able to walk away and close the door, I was able to give myself that work-life balance. I also make every attempt to prioritize my tasks for the day So I can feel accomplished by checking those boxes and feel good about completing the day and then stepping back into my role as a full-time, full-time single parent. Um, Also, I think my biggest secret is I've learned to really give myself and my family a lot of grace during the last seven months. What do you do when you're overstressed and burnt out? Well, I like to take a break and step away from it all. Uh, Being in Phoenix, Sometimes the temperatures are intense and hot during the day. So always going outside for a walk is nice, but not always able to do so. I have a reading chair in my bedroom where I attempt to sneak away until either Remy or the dogs realize that I am missing. (laughs) Um, Sometimes it can be five minutes. If I'm lucky, it turns into 15 minutes. But regardless of the time I get away, I am thankful for the break. I also have an amazing network of friends um, who I have turned to during these last seven months. Without their support, the last seven months would have felt like probably 12 months, and I'm sure I would have had some extra grace. I think that's a really great idea. Um, So many people are afraid to just reach out and ask for help, Um, not even realizing that families and friends want to help out in any way that they can. For me, living at home alone has been challenging as well, but reaching out to family and friends definitely helps. So thanks for sharing that with us. Thank you. Corey, with everything that's going on, 
What do you do when you feel stressed or burnt out? It's funny. I uh, am not good at accepting help or taking help from everyone because I, I like to just do it myself and make sure I'm um, getting all of my ducks in a row and making sure everyone else is taken care of. And I have found that while I've been working from home, that I've been working a lot more because it's here and readily available. And then so is everyone else. So I have had to make a conscious effort to accept help. So I got to a point where I said to myself, the next person who asks to help me, I will say yes. And so I have had to actually stop and say, if somebody offers, you will accept because I'm not very good at it. And it actually takes an effort for me to say yes. And not because I don't think anyone can help. It's just conditioned in me to do rather than to accept help. And there's been so much going on. I think I have forgotten how how much we all need each other and how much help um, everyone brings. And so I've accepted help. And then also I've tried to make sure like Margaret to get away. And it's funny because you don't leave the house. So I have to make myself leave the house and just even go early in the morning and walk around the block a few times or go outside and see the sun because oftentimes I just get so caught up in what I'm doing that I forget that there's an outside world. So I've been trying to make a conscious effort to get out and just take some time for myself and take a break. For many families, new routines have been established. What tips can you offer to those who are trying to find that balance? What I've tried to do is get more organized because at the beginning of this pandemic, there was so much time spent in the house. I really spent a lot of time working and there was not a shortage of work. So what I have done is kind of what Margaret did is I made sure to make a list of priorities and what needs to get done and set task list of what really needs to get done in a day and just try to accomplish that instead of trying to accomplish everything in a day. And it's also balancing that with my home life. You know, I have family calendars, I have grocery lists, and so I've tried to take those lists and different tools and and divvy up the work. And so different people get different tasks at my house. Instead of one of us doing it all, we are all, you know, taking the different tasks and helping a lot because we've all been home together. We've prioritized what needs to get done and all taken a role in it. Correct also heard from others that one of the biggest challenges is the technology in regards to space, equipment, as well as managing the breaks and privacy. How are you dealing with the technology and having a spouse and kids at home? It's been especially difficult in the beginning when the kids were learning um, online and you're having to teach them what you think is kind of second nature. Uh, we all know how to do conference calls and download files and upload files. And so, you know, I'm 
trying to work and at the same time teaching everyone here at home how to, you know, I'm running tech support and then running tutorials on Zoom and PDFs and different things like that. So in the beginning, it was pretty rough going because they didn't know how to do any of that. And so uh, in order to, to manage their schoolwork, we had to have a lot of technical, I guess, classes on how to do different things in order for them to get schoolwork done. I think the other thing that was difficult is the kids, because I'm at home, think that I'm not always at work because I'm at home. So they kind of just barge into my Zoom meetings or just start talking and I could be on a call. And so we've had to also set boundaries that although you might have be, be having trouble getting on your Zoom meeting, that doesn't mean that I can help you immediately. So, you know, you've had to put signs up on our on doors and sort of set boundaries and tell each other to maybe text rather than scream across the house if you have a problem because we were all interrupting each other quite a bit. What about you, Margaret? How has life been at home for you? Well, it's been interesting to say the least. I have a 20-year-old that is taking online college courses, and then I also have a three-year-old. It has been challenging, especially for the three-year-old, to understand that just because mom is home doesn't mean that I can play Barbies or fix a snack or do whatever she demands in the moment. So that's been very challenging. Uh, We have had to set aside some time that I take away from the calls and take away from work to just focus on her. But it's been challenging to say the least. She's uh, quite demanding as a (laughs) three-year-old. I'm sure that's a handful. Any tips that you can offer to other parents that may be in a similar situation? Sure. Some of the things that we have done, especially with my college student, she sets up her workstation in another room. She uses ear pods. I do not. Also, being able to take my calls while I'm not always presenting on them allowing my three-year-old to sit on the floor in the office next to me. That's also helped her feel close to me. And then my older daughter really helps with meal prep and getting a routine set up as far as what we're doing for dinner. And she starts that before I even finish my day. Nice. Nice. Great tips. I need that. (laughs) The person helping with the meal prep. (laughs) <laughs> I want one of those. She's awesome. Uh, I'm very lucky. <laughs> yeah. We have everyone in their respective rooms as well, which has been quite helpful. It's interesting because my husband is a nurse, so he goes to work and that's a very distinct difference from me. So they think he's at work, but I'm just not. I'm at home. So it's very easy to bother me where I've had to finally say, no, really, I'm working. You need to leave me alone. Just like he's at work. You don't call him every two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Like we're not different, just in different locations. 
Margaret and Corey, I want to thank you both for joining us today and providing us with these helpful tips, which will definitely come in handy, especially now as many of us are still working remotely. Thanks, ladies. Thanks, Gail. Glad to be here and help. Thank you. It's been several months since we've been experiencing this global pandemic, and with some of us working remotely, we have encountered several challenges mentally, physically, and even financially. Joining us today, we have Josie Cummings, Director of Benefits and Payroll, who will share a few resources that will help us address some of these challenges. Welcome, Josie. It's such a pleasure to have you here with us today. Hi, Gail. Thanks for having me. So as employees are navigating through these uncharted times, what are some benefits that our company offers to assist us? We do have vacation and sick policies. So if employees need some time off, they can check out the policy on CORE to see if they have vacation time available to them. We also have sick time available. I know not all CBAs offer vacation time, but a lot of them do offer sick time based off of their CBA or based off of state or local laws. If employees are not eligible for vacation or sick time or have used all of their time, uh, we do have some leaves available. We have the FMLA leave that all employees are eligible as long as they've been with us for 12 months and uh, 1,250 hours in that 12 months. It is an unpaid leave and they can use it for up to 12 weeks. And uh, some of the reasons employees would use this leave, uh, it would be for a birth of a child or placement of a child, to care for a family member with a serious health condition, to take care of their own serious health condition, and there's um, military-related reasons as well. And then if employees do not qualify for FMLA or have used up their FMLA, they can request a leave of absence for up to 30 days, and this would also be an unpaid leave. It's great to have some other options though, and if employees are ever unsure of what they qualify for or what they're eligible for, they can again always reach out to the benefits team or their local human resources representative. And like I said, all of the policies for sick and vacation are on core under our policies and procedures tab. I know it's been hard dealing with the overall change. I didn't realize how many resources that we have available to us and it's easy to access, which is great. Recently, I've heard a lot about the Employee Assistant Program. What is that exactly? The EAP is Free and Confidential Counseling Services. It is available to all employees' dependents and members of their household. It is a totally confidential service, and it is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Employees and uh, members of their household get three free sessions per issue per year. And these counselors can help with all sorts of issues that employees might encounter. They can help with grief, they can help with depression and anxiety, alcohol and substance abuse. Um, they can even help with financial and legal concerns and even help employees and their family members do some goal setting. So it is a really great service, again, that's offered to all employees at no cost to them. I know for many, confidentiality is very important. 
and maybe the reason why some employees shy away from reaching out for assistance. So it's good to know that this information being shared is confidential. Thank you for highlighting that for us. So how do employees get access to the EAP program? So employees can access the program by phone or by their website. Their phone number and website is on CORE, and employees are always able to reach out to the benefits team or their local HR representative for contact information. But on CORE, we do have a helpful flyer that has a cutout of the contact information. Well, it was great learning more about these resources. Josie, is there anything else that you would like to share with us before parting today? I did want to talk about a couple more resources employees have available. We do have the Employee Care Fund. This is funded by employees, and all full-time employees um, are able to contribute and access the funds from this account as long as they've worked with us for 90 days. This fund is really to provide financial assistance when employees stumble on some hard times. Some examples of when employees would be eligible for this employee care fund would be if they have experienced a natural disaster, uh, if they have a serious illness or injury, if they have some extreme circumstances, like if they had a house fire, things like that. You can find all the details about the Employee Care Fund on CORE under the Human Resources page. One benefit that has directly changed because of coronavirus has been our 401k loans and hardship withdrawals. We've always had hardship withdrawals and um, most of our plans have 401k loan options. Employees who have been directly impacted from the coronavirus, uh, they are able to take a larger distribution from their 401k for a loan. And then also they are allowing corona-related distribution, which is similar to a hardship withdrawal. There are no tax penalties. Um, typically a hardship withdrawal, it's a very limited reason why you can take funds from your 401k account and they are taxed pretty heavily for penalties for withdrawing early. Uh, this corona-related distribution does not have penalties related to it. If you think you might be interested or eligible for taking this corona-related distribution from your 401k or you want to look into taking a loan from your 401k account, you can go directly to the vendor Vanguard and inquire, or you can reach out to the benefits team as well at the benefits at nextcentury.com email. Great information, especially for those seeking some relief financially. Thank you so much, Josie. Thanks, Gail. This year of all years, we here at Century recognize the added stressors many of our team members are dealing with as they juggle work and their home lives. Oftentimes, we think of safety as just our physical well-being, while our mental and emotional health is just as important. This concludes our three-episode series of the Solid Ground Podcast, bringing more attention to our mental wellness. If you missed our first two episodes, be sure to listen to those as well. Thank you for tuning in, Century.